Well, good morning and welcome to Thursday, May 27. Um, this is our last uh, podcast for this week. Um, so I want to thank uh, the dynamic duel of Amelia and Drew uh, for joining us this week. And um, in case you're wondering, today is a very special day in Drew. It is his 20th and 11 twelfths birthday today. I know it's a big one. It's I got, a, wow. We got the cake outside. We got the you know the bounce house. I think it's a whole yeah. Whole, it's whole it's right a whole shindig. Yeah, I mean I don't know how you guys celebrate the 20 and 11 12th birthday in your household, but it's a it's a big one for us. So um, anyway, so happy almost birthday. Thank you. Last, I appreciate it. Yeah, last time I did the podcast, um, it was Lori's birthday. Last year I did it once when it was Ethan's birthday. So. I gotta somehow right, recognize right. it. You gotta bring it in a little bit. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah. well, um, we uh, oftentimes call Thursday a thankfulness Thursday because we like alliteration and cheesy phrases here at Victory Point. So, um, although thankfulness Thursday might sound cheesy, giving thanks is something that's important for us to do. So, um, Amelia, is there something that you're thankful for you wanna share um, with us? Yes, I am thankful for rest and downtime. Yeah. I Coming out of this past school year, it's been great to just have some time to rest and just to breathe um, and just to take some time to get physical, mental, spiritual rest oh, all yeah. around. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's been nice to have those moments after the school year we had. It can be easy to feel uh, almost guilty not being productive, but oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just those moments. I'm very thankful for those right now. So yeah, good. Well, it's well deserved, and <laughs> and it's biblical having Sabbath. So yeah. have Sabbath yeah. rest. It's just for a whole, you know, month or whatever. Right. So, so <laughs> anyways, um, uh, it, well, thank you for sharing that. Um, and then also the last week of the, the last episode of the week for Pius, we like to talk about common threads that maybe we've noticed as we read throughout the passages. And so, Drew, is there anything that kind of has stuck out as something that's reoccurring throughout what we've read or maybe what we'll read today. Yeah, yeah. I just, um, throughout all these four passages, I've seen, um, like, the theme of the rebirth in life through the Spirit. So first, you know, on Monday we saw Isaiah being cleansed um, with the cold from the fire and how God was going to use him that way. Um, then on Tuesday we saw God blessing us with the strength and the peace in Psalms um, and kind of how that, you know, what we get when we're reborn um, in the Spirit um, and then the life we find in the adoption of sonship through the spirit. We saw that in Romans yesterday. Um, and then today, um, so, you know, spoiler alert, you can <laughs> pause, mute this for a second if you don't want to uh, have that spoiled. But we'll, um, you know, Jesus talks about um, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. Um, yeah. And just that idea of we need to, you know, enter into that um, and to, to be born again, to have that have that new life um, yeah. in Christ and in the spirit. So yeah. that's kind of woven through all these passages, I think, so. Yeah, so we started with Isaiah saying, I'm not worthy, you know, woe is me, and we see how God makes us worthy, and he wants us to, to be a part of who he is, so. All right, well, thank you for sharing that. So as you alluded to a little bit, we are gonna read John 3, 1 through 17, which, which contains probably the most famous verse um, at least, you know, in culture, you see these banners at football games all the time, John 3, 16. Um, there's a song I could sing about that, but I won't back from my college days. Um, but anyways, um, Drew, would you, oh no, I'm sorry, Amelia. Uh, Amelia, would you please read First uh, John 3, 1 through 17, and then we'll talk about it. Yes. All right, here we go. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. 
This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one else can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Thank you very much. Um, so, Drew, kind of what jumped out at you as we read through this? One thing that, that strikes me in this passage um, is Jesus' patience with Nicodemus. Mm. Um, like, you know, he's this teacher of the law, and he's, you know, the Pharisee and one of the, the leaders, even the Pharisees. Um, and, you know, he's he's one who's probably had every single answer with the Old Testament. He knows, yeah. you know, he's probably got it all memorized. He knows all these, um, all the rules, all the commands, and he, you know, lives them out. Um you know, to the very letter of the law. And of course, that's the whole thing with Pharisees. But um, but he's meeting with Jesus here and he asks, um, he asks some, some questions that um, I think if it was anybody else, they might get, they would get frustrated with these questions of like, why are you asking me if you have to go back into the womb? Like, this is kind of a dumb question. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, Jesus does, he calls him out and he's, he's firm with him, but he also, you know, guides him through this and he's giving these answers. Um, um, because, you know, they're not just for Nicodemus, they're for all of us. Um, but he's just the way that he, he kind of goes through um, and still has that patience and still um, still gives, he still says what he needs to say, um, even though Nicodemus is maybe being a little bit dense. Yeah. Um, he's he's kind of still, he walks through it with him. So I think that's cool. And, you know, I feel like there's a lot of times where I ask uh, dumb questions to God and, you know, no question's a dumb question, but, yeah. they, you know, God's probably like, this is, you know, here you go. Um, but like, we still see that patience um, that he has. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that sticks out to me. Yeah. As you said that, I wonder um, <clears throat> what Nicodemus's tone was. I, I've always uh, kind of taken it as like a genuine question. Like, how can I do that? Mm -hmm. But I wonder if it was a little bit more cynical. Like, oh, yeah. come on, we can't be born again. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. Kind of like calling Jesus out. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, that, just, But uh, that, that idea of, God being, or Jesus being patient with him. I like that. I said that. So, Amelia, what, what about you? Anything? Um, I definitely noticed the same things. Um, just that Jesus took the time to answer Nicodemus's questions. Um, and I think of myself of like when people are railing me with questions, I'm definitely not this patient. Um, so maybe that's uh, just something I can learn and take in. Like, well, Jesus was this patient with this person. And um, despite calling him out a little bit, still made him feel like, I'm taking the time to answer your questions and I'm being patient with you. Um, so that's something that we could definitely take away from that. Um, 
yeah, it just, God is so patient and understanding when we are uh, kind of bombarding with questions and when we don't understand. Um, and that's just, I don't know, it's humbling for sure. Yeah, yeah. What I what struck me through this first part um, is kind of the, the battle of head knowledge versus heart knowledge. I mean, as Drew, you mentioned that the Pharisees were well-versed in the, the letter of the law, um, and they, they um, tried to fulfill that through their own physical abilities, right? Um, but what Jesus is talking about is not the physical, it's the heart knowledge. You, you have to be spiritually born again. He talked about being um, born of water and spirit, so water, that physical baptism, but also that spiritual baptism that um, flesh only leads to flesh, but spirit leads to spirit. And it's almost like he's saying, okay, you can't try to approach the kingdom of God or the, the gospel through our our worldly knowledge, mm -hmm. physical knowledge only. Um, and that was a hang-up for Nicodemus. And frankly, I think it's a hang-up for most people today. Mm -hmm. um, we, the, the gospel message of a man dying and coming to life again doesn't make sense in mm -hmm. terms of a physical, because people don't, they don't come back to life. Um, and so it's that idea that it's not a physical thing, it's a spiritual thing. So that kind of spoke to me through the, the beginning part of this passage. So what else maybe struck you guys? That definitely rang true with me. Just yeah. the uh, the uh, reconciliation of heart and head knowledge. Um, yeah. I, I experienced that a lot my freshman year of college when I was first coming to faith and kind of trying to grapple with everything and understand everything. Um, every time I would attend Bible study or small group studies, um, I we would read the passage and I'm like, this doesn't like, this feels like it doesn't make sense to me. Like it makes sense somewhere in my soul, but my yeah. head is like, what is that? What are you talking yeah. about? So um, just that process of like praying over it and being patient with like recon mm -hmm. reconciling those two things. It's uh, that's something that definitely like rang true with me. So, yeah. 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 And you know, another thing, I mean, the verse 16 is almost cliche in culture, Yeah. but <laughs> it's that way for a reason. Like yeah. you yeah. read it and you know, God sent his son to give us eternal life. Like yeah. that's just, that's mind blowing that he would do that, um, that he loves us, love the world so much. And, you know, as someone in the world, like that's, that's so, so striking and like so powerful that like, that God sent his only son to die for, for me yeah. um, and for you and yeah. for everybody. But, <laughs> yeah. but just to, to kind of wrap my head around that is it just knocks you over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that, that whole uh, sonship process, the adoption, yeah, we are exactly. adopted. We're co-heirs because of Jesus death and, and resurrection that God loved us so much. What, I, what struck me again, as I read this is, um, you know, John three sixteen is such a well-known, almost cliche, like said, verse that the verse 17 oftentimes gets overshadowed. Mm -hmm. Um, and it says that, um, for God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And I think that's maybe the, the crux of the, of the good news as we mm -hmm. share with unbelievers is that God is not a God of rules or of condemnation. He's not here to try to tell us how bad we are. And it's only if we say, oh, we're horrible that we can, that God will love us. It's, he came, um, to save us and to, um, yeah, to save the world to him. It's that more that compassionate approach. And, um, you guys talked about patience at the beginning of this, this podcast, but also Amelia, when you shared about your story, your friend was very patient with you. Mm -hmm. I think, um, as we try to share the good news with people, um, 
we can't come at them with, okay, you sin, you suck, you got, you got to, you know, forgive, you know, ask for forgiveness or else you're doomed to hell. Um, Cause that's what the world expects. That's the God that they expect. And who's going to want to love a judgmental God like that. But if we continue to share, Hey, he's not here to say you're horrible. Now we all are, we sinned and stuff, but um, he came, the whole reason why Jesus came was to reconcile us, to bring us to him. And, you know, then we can talk about, you know, the sonship that we read about. Um, we can talk about how God's powerful than everything that he wants a relationship with us. But it's almost like John 3, 16 has overshadowed mm -hmm. the the true, not the true message, but the true meat of the bones to, to reach people who don't know who he is. Um, and if we can do that with patience, like Jesus with Nicodemus, like your friend Amelia with you, mm -hmm. um, you know, that might be more... We might be more successful when it comes to sharing the good news with those who need to hear it. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Um, anything else that you guys took away from this? As you brought up verse 17, I was like, it was happening in my head at the exact <laughs> yeah. same time. Um, yeah, I it brought to mind several people in my life that I know that okay. I know feel this way. Like, yeah. well, I'm awful or like I do this or I live like this, like, isn't that a bad thing? Like that means I can't be a Christian. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's kind of heartbreaking. It's like, no, like that's not, that's not what God is like. Like he's not here to point out everything that's wrong about you, even though he could. Um, yeah. so yeah, it just, it brought to mind several real life examples. So that's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So do you feel like your approach with them might be different as yeah. a result of this I think so. Yeah, it's definitely inspiring just this patience and love that uh, Nicodemus is approached with, despite maybe not deserving it, depending on his tone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. Good. Yeah. Anything else as we kind of wrap this up again? It's a it's a very famous passage with a lot of a lot to it. Mm -hmm. um, anything else you guys want to share? I think if if you haven't seen it, I would recommend watching The Chosen because they do they uh, <laughs> yeah. they they portray this scene um, and you know seeing that in the, the visual medium is very powerful and it's yeah. actually, and I would recommend the whole the whole show. There's a season and a half mm -hmm. out right now. Yeah. And I know I'm sure there are some Chosen fans oh. uh, listening to this. Yes. I, <laughs> based uh, on where I was recommended it from, uh, yeah, I can, I can say at least at least a couple. Yeah, the one person that just doesn't really like the chosen is Matt Young. Yeah, he's just Young. not this is really a call gotten to check out the chosen. Yeah, Matt. So you you're being convicted now. Watch the chosen. Watch it. Just season. For those of you who don't know Matt, he's our senior pastor, and he is a huge chosen fan, and um, and so he's the one that really kind of I think inspired uh, members of our church to watch it. Uh, I know that the kind of the Dirt household was inspired after hearing Matt talk about it. But mm -hmm. but yes, you're exactly right. the chosen. Um, this particular, it, I don't. It's in the first season. Um, I, I don't remember which episode, but this is definitely played out. In, I want to say it's the seventh, but I, don't quote me on that. Yeah. <laughs> why you got to watch the whole thing to find out yeah, exactly? Yeah. Right, right. Oh, it wasn't episode one. I better watch episode two. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> episode one is the when when Jesus drives the demons out of Mary of Magdalene. So that's powerful in of itself too. But they're all they're all really good. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't watched Chosen, get the app um, and and watch that. So, all right. Well. Um, Thank you, Drew and Amelia, so much. Uh, it's been a pleasure for me um, as a podcast host, but also as a dad to to listen to you guys and share this conversation with you. Um, you know, it's something that we probably should do more of as a family and, and just open up the scripture. Um, so 
it's I'm, I'm glad that this kind of forced us to be able to do this but uh yeah thanks for having us yeah. on yeah, thank yeah. You so much. um i wasn't sure because i've hinted before that hey you should do it with brendan and you never said yes but then when i asked you guys oh yeah we can do that so <laughs> cool um all right well thank you for joining us this week next week um pam dreyer uh pam dreyer is uh well many of you know her. she's uh, our office administrator here but she has a special role with the podcast she is our fifth week host so every month you know i think dwight does the first week of the month um i think then jill does the second week and tom and uh and then i do it but anytime there's a, a fifth week in a month pam dreyer is our host so pam will be joining us next week um we're looking forward to that pam and her guest will be kylie howard now a little family connection there we started the month dwight was um with kylie's mom and now we're going to end the month. So it's kind of a bookend hour podcast for the month of May. So uh, hopefully you can join Pam and Kylie next week. But we just thank you for your time with us this week. Hopefully, um, as you've heard us talk and you've uh, reflect on the scripture, you have been able to be reassured that you are worthy um, to be called by God because you are adopted by him. You are an heir of Jesus that um, Jesus has patience with us. Um, and we are called to have patience with those that we interact with. So be bold in your willingness to share the good news, to share with your people, uh, your friends, that um, we're not, Jesus didn't come to condemn, uh, but to invite us to join him and to follow him. So um, may that be something that carries you throughout this weekend um, and as you go through your life. Thanks for joining us.